So yes, okay. We can start with so yes. <laughs> Welcome to Jupiter's Palace. This is episode who knows what by now, but I am here with Don of Astro though. And we are going to be talking about the second half of 2022. So this is going to be a very exciting podcast and it's a very exciting year, especially the second half. This is when shit gets real. So yeah, Don, you can introduce yourself, plug in where we can find you. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Yes, my name is Dawn, but all my handles go by Astro Though. So I'm mostly on, actually, I'm only on Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram handle is Astro.Tho, though, and then the underscore at the end. And then I'm mostly on Twitter, like every day. <laughs> and you can really catch me on there with my jokes. And my handle for that account is astro though underscore no dots no extra numbers none of that so yeah that's where you can catch me and I'm mostly just a chart reader I do natal charts and I also do solo returns but I also do astrological consultations with whatever questions you may have those can be transit synastry it really just depends on what you want but it's mostly birth charts and solo returns so yeah Yes, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I need to get a solar return reading soon because mine is coming up in February. So, oh, yeah, that's soon. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, all right. So, we finished off in June of 2022. And just a quick little overview of where the planets are right now. Um, I feel like, I don't know if you're down, but I feel like if we just speak as if it's happening right now, it'll definitely just feel like For tapping sure. into I'll that energy. Groove, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to transport everybody right now. We are in July of 2022 and the sun is in cancer. It's cancer season. The moon is in Leo. Mercury and Venus are in Gemini. Mars and Jupiter are in Aries. Saturn is in Aquarius, and then Uranus and Taurus, Neptune and Pisces, and Pluto and Capricorn. And those three, last three, are going to be there for a few years now. So we're really focusing on the other ones, but they will, those outer planets will definitely come into play. So as we start off the year, or at least start off this half of the year, we do have a full moon in Capricorn, which... um, if I'm not mistaken, is the last full moon, no, not last full moon, the last full moon, I think, of the actual year, let me double check, new moon, so the last new moon of the year is going to be in Capricorn, and we start off this half of the year with the full moon in Capricorn, so this is definitely going to be mirroring each other, Um, but I think that this full moon in particular, is going to be a time of when we're releasing all the things that are going to, um, that are stopping us from getting to that goal towards the end of the year. So I don't know about you, but I feel like the energy that will be going on or that is going on in July right now is that we're trying our best to get all of our ideas and get all of our things like together so that we can actually get shit done like Capricorn energy is. 
Because with this full moon, we're all going to just want to be getting shit done and wanting to um, go towards our goals and really get shit done, especially with Mars and Jupiter and Aries. Like, we're all just going to be go, 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 go. Like, let's get this shit ready. Let's get this money. Like, all of that energy. And so it's definitely going to be a very heightened time of just, I would recommend to everybody just release any negative energy, any stagnant energy, anything that's holding you back mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in terms of your work, in terms of your self-worth, um, and just overall how you want things to be in the long term. With Capricorn and Saturn, we're always thinking long term. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like, I definitely agree with you, especially on the part where you're just gathering all your ideas and then just being motivating, like get it to the bag. Cause um, just a few days before the full moon in Capricorn, we have palace entering Gemini. So we're full of ideas and we're just brimming with ideas, but the full moon in Capricorn is giving us that grounded earthiness to just commit, commit to those goals. And then we have Mars and Taurus could lead to a little bit of a lack of motivation, but Mars and Taurus, I do have that natally and it gives you endurance. It gives you endurance to go the long way. It helps with that sense of commitment, motivation, because Taurus is not lazy. They just need something they're passionate enough about to just go all in. So definitely with this full moon in Capricorn, we're committing ourselves to our goals, to our material goals and committing ourselves to um, achieving things um, based just purely off of our own like ideas and our own, what inspires us personally, for sure. Yes. And the full moon is going to be in a sign-based opposition with Mercury and Cancer. So we're just going to be like back and forth between what we think we should be doing versus what we want to be doing or feeling is right. So that's going to be very interesting. And then right in the middle of summer too, like we're all just going to be like chilling at the beach or vibing with a blunt in the middle of summer, just contemplating life, thinking about what we should be doing in the next 10 years when we should be vibing. So that Mars and Taurus, if you need to light up, light up. (laughs) Yes. I can't wait for that shit. (laughs) so then we have later in um, july we have the venus entering cancer as well so we're gonna have sun mercury and venus all in cancer with mars and taurus for like a a couple days just like a quick little hot second and those are going to be like the best times to just relax to just do you don't try to do anything like don't plan anything special for these days i feel like these are days to just do nothing and eat a ton just like keep smoking keep eating keep doing whatever um but around this time we're also gonna have the mercury kazimi so for anyone who doesn't know what a kazimi is it's when a planet is within the heart of the sun so exactly um conjunct degree wise or within one degree away so when a planet is under the beams, which is within 15 degrees of the sun, um, that's meant to symbolize that the planet is like completely fried, completely burnt out, can't function well, doesn't know what it's doing and is just trying its best. Um, but when it's in a Kazemi, that's when it's supposed to be like heightened, where it's kind of like the sun boost them up for like a quick moment to like give them a some a breath of fresh air and like 
says like you are it's okay like you'll get through this under the beams moment um and with mercury kazimis i really enjoy the ideas that are birthed from these moments because i know i believe it was i don't know if it was the mercury or venus kazimi but nova um network was created on a kazimi i think i made my business like started mine during the venus kazimi earlier this year um so these are just like times of getting a hold of your ideas figuring out what you want to do and then just fucking doing it and this one's going to be in cancer so we're really just going to be wanting to find the things that nurture us find the the um, systems or the structures that will help us create the lifestyle that we want while also taking care of everybody at the same time um and it's just going to be a, a, a really interesting and fun time. Right, because if it just feels right, then it probably is. You know, that's your intuition speaking to you with that cancer energy for sure. Yes, 100%. And then we also have um, Chiron going retrograde like a couple of days afterwards. And mm-hmm. I'm, like Chiron's going to be in Aries for a while. So this is like we need to just get used to it. But Chiron and retrograde is like so fucking hard sometimes and like it happens for like six months a year so it's like natural energy but like these six months are like so intense when it comes to shadow work when it comes to just figuring out what your wounds are or highlighting that house and all the vulnerabilities and the fears that come along with that house um so for me like Aries is in my 10th house so like, I, it's just too much for me. I'm like stressing about my future, about what I want my long-term life to be. And it's a lot. Chiron and retrograde is a fucking lot. Yes, and, let's see. and these are all like wounds related to who you are, your core, who your self-esteem, your sense of who am I with Chiron and Aries. So it's all very personal. <laughs> So that can definitely be hard to navigate, especially when you have natal Aries placements, like your midheaven even, because that's not a personal planet, but it is definitely very relevant point in your birth chart. So yeah, like all of those wounds are being, you have to confront it and it's going to affect your sense of self. So it's just best if you just confront it headstrong, like Aries wants you to just confront it head on and just, you know, allow your allow yourself to just be vulnerable with yourself and address you know those core wounds for sure definitely 100% especially cuz this retrograde shit's going to be hitting the fan so chiron's going to be loosely conjunct the moon and jupiter and also loosely sextile a lot of fortune so with this conjunction of moon jupiter and chiron like that's just an emotional fucking mess like outbursts and like tantrums and like just trying like being so overwhelmed by everything that you just lose it so we definitely have to just be mindful that this time and these next few months are going to be super difficult and like maybe like very triggering um and then it's also all ruled by mars and taurus so Again, just like emphasizing the need of like physical support and needing to like stay grounded during this time. 
because we're all going to be in our heads. We're all going to be like trying to do all this emotional healing, but like trying to speed up the process, but for no reason, because we have so much time with Chiron and Aries, but the time to just like calm down and like deal with everything, like you said, head on and just like deal with it and like not push everything under the rug or like deal with it on the surface level. Yes, for sure. So then we have, let's see, we have Sun in Leo, a new moon in Leo. That's going to be so much fun. I feel like that's just a time to just, everybody's going to be a brand new bitch. Like everyone's just going to be like brand new, expressing themselves in new ways and like finding um, new avenues to just burst through the seams that's going to be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. especially with um series and leo it's just like we're committed to that type of fun we're just reveling in it i feel like it's a way where i feel like we can just let loose and just let that inner child thrive and not only that but just probably doing things for our inner child to nurture them and develop them in that way especially with all the chiron and aries energy like it'll just be a time to like come down from all that internalized stress and all those wounds and just actually nurture that inner child and remind them like you're still that girl or you're still that guy you're still that damn you know what I mean like (laughs) (laughs) so it's definitely a time of just allowing yourself to just be proud of who you are despite the wounds despite the flaws despite whatever's going on and just committing to that too yes I love that and then uh, on the same damn day of all this beautiful energy we have Jupiter going retrograde in Aries until November 23rd so this is July 28th until November 23rd we have the expansive planet expanding in all the wrong ways Um, and especially with Aries like it's literally just like bursts of expansion but it's like you ask for money but then you get like a ton of money that's in credit or something like that or like I don't even know I can mm-hmm. even think of a not even like that useful or money yeah. that's very like expendable or like it just goes fast somehow like maybe you get the money and then you have to spend it immediately so you're just like oh where did my money go you know what I mean yes literally or you get the money and then you have a huge bill like you get in a car accident or some shit yes like like Jupiter and Aries is being ruled by Mars anything could happen right anything sudden any accident you know but we shouldn't let that stop us (laughs) no not at all especially because when Jupiter goes on retrograde, I feel like it's a great time for people to really go into kind of hermit mode and really dig into like spirituality and into um, higher learning or higher being and figuring out what they need to do in order to stay on the right path. Because Jupiter is all about bringing in that abundance and bringing in the luck, but also bringing in these obstacles and challenges so that we can level up and learn all the lessons that we need. Um, and so Micah here of Cosmic Flow, um, who was supposed to be on this podcast, we are missing you. We wish you were here, but so sorry you couldn't make it. Yes, they wrote an amazing 
peace or not like peace but like a bunch of notes on jupiter retrograde in aries and it's fucking amazing um i don't know if you are good at summarizing i end up just reading the whole thing yeah could you go ahead and read it please or like i don't know if i have it we can read it through it's pretty it's not that that long so Micah put, so I'm particularly interested in the Jupiter and Aries and retrograde into Pisces transits. Shuffled my tarot deck and got an idea of what the energy shift could feel like. I noticed a trend on Astro Twitter with speculation about artistry and celebrities during Jupiter, Jupiter and Pisces, especially considering its interaction with Neptune, like the idea of redemption arcs. Uh, off the top of my head, I want to credit at NKJ Astrology in terms of personal creativity or whatever, or wherever Pisces resides in one's chart, I get the impression that Jupiter and Pisces could also serve as a more of a mellow waiting or treading water kind of period. This reminds of the liminal imagery of the moon card. I was also getting gestation or that stage of metamorphosis in which the caterpillar has devolved into this good situation before developing into butterfly status. One may feel like they are regressing into survival mode or a reduced version of themselves, but it could also be a time to practice more compassion, self-compassion, as Jupiter transiting Pisces also spells at least an awareness of collective or personal suffering. This transit also suggests traversing different realms of thought or spiritual practice, maybe expanding thought around the concept of devotion in people's lives. Jupiter in Aries is more on a self-inflation end of the spectrum. I saw the temperance card, and in addition to the alchemy imagery, I thought of Jupiter's wisdom tempering Aries' more chaotic and militant approach. Like Jupiter understanding the big picture and wanting Aries to tap into the strategic and magnanimous side, I got the phrase bankrolling as well, which seemed apt for Jupiter. This placement could also spell Jupiter endorsing Aries' more impulsive tendencies. Jupiter and Aries retrograde into Pisces does seem like a really important time in regards to taking a break slowing down, reassessing the dream and the fantasy before you dive all into a project goal or pursuit, letting more ideas grow and gather your mind and spirit and then execute as it's over. Because retrograde is a time of reevaluation and reimagining, there could be a lot of doubt when it comes to dreams or subconscious motivations towards goals because of the retrograde energy or even spiritual motivations towards goals you've been executing because Pisces energy still carries the confusing Neptune properties and then it's retrograde on top of that. This could especially be spiritual and creative goals. Yes, and that's what I love this piece. Like it was just very, very, very reflective and it just sounds so true. Like just retrograding into Pisces before it goes back into Aries where you just dive all in that part, especially. Like you're just reevaluating what does XYZ mean to me on a deeper level before I go all in. You know what I mean? Yes. And definitely, I love the idea of like wading and treading water and mm-hmm. all the imagery too. It was like amazing. Micah yes. <laughs> snaps to you. You did amazing on this. Um, but I really agreed with the Jupiter and Aries tempering with Aries more chaotic and militant approach 
Um, I could definitely see there being like an expansion or um, a rise and like a lot of violence or war and like, especially this country, it's a hot ass mess, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's just going to be a time where like, there's going to be a lot of, I feel like petty arguments. So thinking again to like um, of Greek mythology with Zeus and Ares um, being like Mars, they were always like in competition and battle and constantly going at it. So Jupiter being in Aries, it's like Zeus being in, I mean, yeah, Jupiter being, Zeus being in Aries territory, being in Mars territory. So it's very like, you have to tread lightly or you're going to make Aries blow up and like, cause a whole scene for you yes for sure it's gonna be so much it's gonna be interesting and then yeah that retrograde back into pisces so we like have this jupiter and pisces transit it's going amazing we get like a a good six months into it and then jupiter goes into aries and then it goes retrograde back into pisces so everything that is going on between now actually so Jupiter and was entering Pisces on December 28th of 2021 um and then I believe when the, the it enters in June or something so if you, if you heard everything in order you know that Jupiter already entered Pi- Aries and retrograde blah blah yeah. blah <laughs> but <laughs> having this retrograde go back into Pisces it's a time to kind of like get everything together for when Jupiter entered Aries, like maybe you didn't get everything together in time for Jupiter before Jupiter went into Aries, this retrograde in Pisces is going to be a great time to dive back into that artistic, spiritual flow that Jupiter and Pisces brings. And it's definitely also, I feel like a good time to strengthen your own discernment when it comes to things, because um, like Micah said, like, the self-doubt could be like more increasing this time with the moon card. A lot of those subconscious fears are coming to the surface and you can get lost in it. So um, it's definitely a good time to, again, try to ground yourself, strengthen that discernment and just use that time to reevaluate like the doubt that's coming up. It could be revealing um, pieces you were missing or it could be revealing because you're overthinking so much things you know you should strengthen right during this resting period or when you're treading the waters those words they used so it's definitely a time of also I feel like just missing in or filling in the holes um a sense of completion Pisces energy is all about completing the circle so just wrapping up those loose ends as well before you begin something new or before you go all back in. Um, It's just a great time of reflection and just making sure everything is in order as well. Yeah, I love it. And then we have two years in a row that Jupiter's in Pisces at the beginning of the year. So it's like starting off both of these years, 2022 and 2023, we're going to be starting off these years with like that beautiful Jupiter being at home, just like expanding in all the right ways and doing everything the right way. Um, Mm -hmm. So really, um, I feel like the New Year's resolutions that people come up with the the next two years are going to be like on point. Yeah, I can definitely see that. 
and they're going to be grand goals too. It's nothing, um, it's nothing light. It's nothing short term. It's like bigger picture. What do I want? What do I want to create for myself? You know, if I could have anything, because you're in that manifesting mindset, if I can have anything, what would that be? Yeah. So yeah, definitely thinking big, dreaming big, for sure. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what else? I guess, did you want to move on to, um, because a little bit around this time, I think, yes, on the 31st, July 31st, um, I noticed there's a really cool kind of triple conjunction between Mars, North Node, and Taurus, uh, and Uranus or Uranus, I don't know. <laughs> I would say Uranus, but <laughs> and then I hear anus and I start chuckling. Yeah. <laughs> to August as well, because you know, those planets are slower moving. Uranus and Mars is not the fastest personal planet. And then we have North Node as well. And there's definitely um that definitely just feels very powerful to me energetically because um you have that huge outer planet on the north node it's like everything just gets weird right <laughs> for everyone just all across the board expect sudden changes expect changes that affect your sense of what is stable anything that was seemingly stable that was not that stable you're being forced to reevaluate it and there is no choice like um and then also with mars there it is being brought to your attention it's not subtle it's not anything that's um, that you can just look over because it's being brought to, up to your face. Like, hey, this is more of an issue than maybe you thought it was in the past with the nodes involved. And it'll be with the nodes. It's more of a sense of like it has to go or it has to change. There is no like really a real option with that one. Um, and then. Yes, so there is an exact conjunction between Uranus and Taurus and then the North Node at 18 degrees and that definitely stood out to me degree-wise because that's very earthy energy. Um, that 18 degree is ruled by Virgo. So the material things, the things that are here in our physical world, our material world is what's changing around us. And um, that, yes, that, conjunction is also squaring Saturn in Aquarius. And I think we've been having a lot of Saturn um, and Uranus squares since last year. It's been, since like the end of 2020, I think it happens, it's gonna happen like three or four times. Like everything that's been stable and something that we thought was reliable, something we thought was solid, just turned out to not be. <laughs> happened several times and it's, it's stressful. Because with all this Taurus energy, Taurus energy does not like change. It is hard to adjust to. But with Saturn and Aquarius, it's something that in the long term was meant to go. Expect sudden changes, even though we will definitely be resistant to it and expect those changes to be maybe financial changes or changes in what the value system. I know Taurus is associated with the Hierophant card. So what we believe in, what we align ourselves with um with our values and our beliefs 
lot of mindsets are changing. Aquarius is very radical in its mindset, even though Saturn is involved. So again, long-term, what is best for us rather than what we want right now? We're thinking longevity. So that's definitely interesting. And then we have the Mars conjunction involved there, but it's at 17 degrees. So 17 degrees um, associated with Leo is definitely us looking at what do we want? get a little selfish with it. You know what I mean? Like, what is it we're passionate about that we want to change? What is best for us, for our inner child? Leo is associated with that fun inner child energy. So if your inner child is not in alignment with what you're holding onto, you have to let it go, even though it it might hurt. Like, it's best to act, Mars, in your best interest. Um, it could be, especially with Taurus kind of um, being ruled by Venus, which is relationships as well. A lot of them could be relationships that you didn't want to, um, that you wanted to hold on to that actually may not be in your best interest. Sudden changes in whatever friendships or relationships that you've had um, up to that point in time. And it can definitely be um, difficult to break those ties because of all the Taurus energy, but it this triple conjunction is loosely trying to Pluto at the same time as well. So you could also be craving that change. <laughs> you can use that to like kind of be like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can. Use uh, thank energy. you. I, I was getting there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like even though it's hard, you may be knowing deep down that this is not what I want anymore you know Pluto knows the truth always <laughs> yes oh, I hate that Pluto knows. Pluto knows all Pluto knows everything they are yeah. the last planet for a reason so that they can see what's going on figure mm -hmm. out how everything works and then figure out how to destroy it so that we can make something better Ugh. and uh this Mars Uranus conjunction I feel like is going to be fucking wild because one Uranus and Taurus has just been completely changing the game for everyone and everything everywhere um, mm -hmm. it's changing our foundations it's changing the way we see our beliefs and our morals it's like challenging every little bit of who we are um, yeah. and, I and then the pandemic I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no, you're good. happened when Uranus moved into Taurus did it so I'm literally, look it, up right. it definitely happened around that time. And I was like, that's literally when everything that was like seemingly stable, <laughs> like just collapsed. <laughs> that was December-ish, 2019. Oh, it was like the end of 2018. So not really, but it really did kind of, I feel but it like. Was, it's pretty, it was pretty close. Yeah, like it was at the beginning stages of Uranus and Taurus. Mm -hmm. But I know it did happen when that first square to Saturn happened for sure. Yeah, like everything fell apart. So those Saturn Uranus squares, there are nothing to play with. They are not at all. So I was just about to get into that. Like Uranus square Saturn is dramatic as sudden changes to every single structure that mm -hmm. we have. So Saturn in Aquarius is already restructuring everything, bringing in new ideas, new technology, new ways of thinking. But then you have it square Uranus, which is at its home planet, 
So Uranus is having fun. I feel like squaring Aquarius. Like bet, like we get to fuck with Aquarius. Like let's do it. Like that's what Aquarius loves doing. And then Saturn is a traditional ruler of Aquarius. So it feels comfortable with these sudden changes. It's easy or to adapt to the sudden new changes, but it's definitely causing like major disruptions because of that Taurus energy and also just fixed energy in general. Like right. it's changing the game for how we live completely. We have had to do a complete 180 to everything that we do. It's a whole new world now, a whole new ball, like a whole new game. And that is all thanks to Uranus Square Saturn, which is still not even done with all the bullshit. Like, no. <laughs> so like, this is just the beginning. This was just like a little preview of what's to come. And like, then you have, Pluto and Capricorn, which is just literally fucking shit up, going to go into Aquarius in 2023. So imagine Pluto. I'll bring you back for 2023 episode because the Pluto Saturn conjunction in Aquarius that's going to happen at some point. Chaos. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't but, know. And then the USA um, Pluto return happening. Like, I don't have time <laughs> I can't <Political> collapse <laughs> we're going to have a whole new like uh, like a hunger games divergent type of system like just like completely yes. brand new like we've never seen this shit before and, and I just so hope that people are ready crazy I fear but honestly and this is a little bit off topic but do you know how like the United States has a Sagittarius rising and then the eighth house ruled by eighth house cancer jupiter like yes eighth house cancer jupiter it's gonna get manipulative like politically but honestly i don't really see collapse through the united states because eighth house jupiter can handle anything really thrown its way but it will be radically changed nothing's going to be the same going forward once we get through that saturn pluto conjunction i honestly feel like uh, it's but, going to be so stressful yes i was like i don't have time <laughs> mind you usa so i have the 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 usa chart saved in my thing so usa mm -hmm. has mercury sun jupiter venus and a lot of fortune all in cancer all in the eighth house nope jk jupiter and venus and placidus jupiter and venus are in the seventh house mm, okay but Still, yeah, eighth house cancers are manipulative as fuck. They do everything, or not like they do everything because it, it's, it's not that. But having a cancer eighth house, it's easy to manipulate the situation so that your emotions and like your way of being is valued and prioritized over mm -hmm. everything else. So, how people feel about the country or how people feel in the country or whatever is always prioritized over what actually needs to be done like exactly Especially we don't give a fuck if other countries don't care about us we need to actually care about us like what, what the hell mm -hmm. and then that whole cancer stellium is like in in conjunction i think so again like just a lot of clash of wills between the actual people which is saturn and aquarius and then the cancer stellium with the jupiter and that being politicians and cross-cultural relations and politics and oh <laughs> that's too much it's too much mm. but yeah that's just it's gonna be 
a fun time and just be prepared for that Mars Uranus conjunction, especially I wrote here. Yeah, like overall, I feel like there's going to be sudden discoveries and sex and technology and weaponry. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a um, even higher militarization of police. Um, what I really want is eradication and, you know, fuck everything. But I feel like that'll probably just bring in even more tension. Um, and this, this country is just a mess. It's just a hot yeah. mess and it needs changes. So it does. I think there'd be also like a huge advance in like science um, regarding like COVID and the vaccines. Hopefully it'll go in the positive direction because Mars can kind of go either way, especially Mars and its detriment. But just thinking about COVID and how it's affecting the throat, and then you have Mars and Taurus, Uranus and Taurus, and Uranus is the scientist. I think we can expect like advancements in um, just what the country is doing regarding the pandemic and medicine and vaccines and making sure to prioritize the people's health because we are a good minute into this pandemic and people still can't get tested. And I think that's a problem. <laughs> like, people are, are ridiculous with this whole pandemic. But hopefully things will get a little better. Mm-hmm. But honestly, with Jupiter and Aries, I feel like people are just going to be even more aggressive about everything. Yeah. We shall see. So then August is eventful, but not eventful. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty chill. Mercury enters Virgo, so it's in um, exalted. It's very comfortable. It, we're going to be able to literally do everything and anything in our minds. And then when Venus enters Leo around the same time, we're just going to be feeling amazing. And the full moon in Aquarius is just going to help us release any shadow work or any fears that we have towards shining bright. Because with the Aquarius being detriment, we're just going to be wanting to do everything that we just feel like doing, especially with Venus in that um, opposition, like. I just want to do what I want to do and that's it. So right. this summer is going to be fun. I feel like it's going to be a good summer. Yeah, it's definitely looking like a lot of fun. And then we have Mercury and Virgo. So it's not going to get too crazy. You know what I mean? It's reasonable fun, but it's fun nonetheless. Yeah. So. And Mars and Gemini a few days later, still with that Aquarius full moon energy. So just doing anything really just, letting loose like having fun with friends i know gemini's the sign is extremely social just getting in an aquarius the the sign of you know valuing friends so much so i think it's definitely a great time to if you just want to go on vacation like going on a vacation with your friends going on road trips going on adventures i feel like it's just a great time to just have fun with friends for sure a hundred percent i totally agree and Mars enters Gemini. I think I saw a tweet earlier by Milk Astrology that she noticed that Mars in Gemini is going to be in Gemini until like March of 2023. So we have <laughs> August, <laughs> August 20th until March 20 something is going to be Mars in Gemini because we have a retrograde towards the end of the year. So 
we're gonna have, be so experiencing strong. this energy for a while of mm-hmm. social interaction having a bunch of scattered ideas and wanting to do everything at once and um but when it goes retrograde it's definitely going to be a time where we're going to be wanting to take action, but every action we take just kind of like brings us backwards instead of forward. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that. It could also be kind of like a lot of wasted energy on interests that don't yeah. really benefit any long-term goals because ener- Gemini energy can be a little chaotic. It's thinking short-term. Gemini isn't always about longevity. It's kind of doing what makes sense right now. Mm-hmm. And then with the retrograde, there can be confusion um with like purposeful goals you know what I mean yeah could be doing um but at the same time you are really reassessing genuinely and logically what is in your best interest when it comes for your goals at that time so again like it definitely shouldn't be that bad like Mars and Gemini is still a a strong placement I feel like the people having their Mars return are going to benefit the most from it yeah it's nice if you have natal Gemini Mars for sure. My business has a Mars and Gemini, so my business nice. will be a Mars return. That'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens. That will be interesting. I'm just gonna ride that wave though. I'm not even gonna plan it. So, <laughs> then we have Sun and Virgo, Virgo season. You're in this retrograde, and that's gonna be doing that for years. <laughs> So oh just need to get used to that. Uranus retrograde is just a time. I believe it's about half of the year to like six months. And then it's just a time of random ass shit happening for no fucking reason. That's really, that's Uranus in general. So Uranus in retrograde is just that on like steroids. Just like. Uh, and if you have Taurus placements natally, it's giving existential crisis. Like. That's literally been me. I have a Taurus stellium. Like the existential crisis has been crazy because Uranus is making you think about things you would have never considered before. Taurus is not that sign that's thinking about all the crazy stuff. They're thinking about what's practical and what's in front of you. You know what I mean? What makes sense? Uranus makes no sense as a planet. (laughs) So it's like, oh, if you have Taurus placements, get ready because it's happening again. Like... (laughs) It's happening again. Uh, it's horrible. But then we have Especially Mercury. The Virgo energy, the new Virgo energy. It's just gonna get it's gonna get funky. It's gonna get fun. It's just gonna be a lot of like stay grounded this year. Like don't mm-hmm. get lost in the sauce, don't get lost <laughs> in the interpretations and overthinking. Like just feel everything out, stay grounded, and just do what you gotta do. I feel like yeah. that's a a pretty main like overthinking yeah it's a main theme for this half of the year and then september september is gonna be so interesting so we have venus going into virgo which is its fall but also at the same time so earlier in august we had mercury enter libra so now with venus and virgo mercury and venus are in mutual reception so they're over here just helping each other out, deal with everything, and like basically just get their shit together. Um, and I put this will be a, like a great time to just match like our head and our heart. Like I feel like we always had that internal struggle of what we think we should be doing versus what we want to do or what we feel like will bring us success. I feel like with this time, it's going to be easier to align those things together 
but also a little bit difficult on figuring out what we want with Venus being in fall. Um, Because Venus doesn't know what the fuck to do when she's in Virgo. (laughs) She's like, do I love everybody? Do I hate everybody? Like, (laughs) I can't figure this out. I do think also, though, at the same time, because I think as signs, Libra and Virgo are very perfectionistic. Um, in terms of like what they want for themselves, they only want the best. So I do think even though it can get extremely picky and like critical and that can be stressful, at the same time you're evaluating, it will be, like you said, an easy time to match up head and heart with the sense that like your heart is going to want better for itself. Venus and Virgo wants the best for itself. Um, And then Mercury and Libra is willing to compromise. It's willing to um think about others so it's just a good time to like create realistic goals especially for yourself romantically um and even though you can't get picky some people do need to get picky with what they want so it's a great time to just up your standards and just actually go after what you know is best for you and you're going to want that so I think that it will be really interesting yeah and also trying new ways to like find those connections or find people because mm-hmm. a planet in fall needs to figure out what to do with what they got so if you got nothing to work with just you just got to figure it out pull, pull from that saturn and aquarius energy and just create something new or create a new way of connecting with people mm-hmm. um or just a new like mindset towards love too i feel like some people can get really stuck in a mindset towards relationships that ends up blocking them from the relationship coming in. Yeah. And I think that Mercury and Libra is making a loose trine to Saturn and Aquarius. So again, like just thinking about, it's just Saturn just won't allow anything that's less than what you deserve. So with that trine, it's just your standards are up and you're, you're going for what's good for you. And you do have that help from Saturn to sustain that and not waver. It gives some strength to Libra because Libra, Saturn exalts in Libra. So that trine does definitely help some. Definitely. And then palace entering cancer. Mm -hmm. We're just going to be wanting to take care of everyone, figuring out how to take care of ourselves, figuring out how to be more caring more compassionate more um understanding of others and the people around us and the situations that we're in um and i feel like palace and cancer will also just bring about new ways of just living in a sense like new ways of dealing with life's bullshit because if the pandemic still isn't over by september of 2022 we're going on our fourth fifth year of in a pandemic like we're going to be over (laughs) it we're going to be so over it and palace and cancer is gonna help us get through it yes for sure and like you're just able to come up with new coping mechanisms hopefully that are helpful um with sex with it sextiling that kind of uh venus and virgo energy you're wanting to take care of yourself better physically that gut health and then emotionally as well so yeah just coming up with ways to take care of yourself because we're all I think burnt out (laughs) from all this pandemic mess what so 
I think this will be a good time to definitely reevaluate how you've been taking care of yourself, your mental, emotional, physical health, and um, nurturing that because it definitely is getting stressful and it's taking a toll on a lot of people. I know it's taking a toll on me. <laughs> I so, don't know how I've gotten through it so far. It's I like, don't know. I hit rock bottom a couple much. times. Like, yeah. And it's over and over and over again, too. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing, is that it's just never-ending bullshit happening over and over again. Um, so and then... <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, then mercury goes retrograde also in libra a few days after palace enters cancer yeah so that's interesting also so we're really going to be like digging deep and figuring out what doesn't work what does work how can we make it work how can we you know reimagine our energy and our dreams and our ideas and it's definitely going to be an interesting time especially because seven planets are going to be retrograde at this time when mercury Mm. is retrograde we're going to have mercury saturn jupiter chiron uranus neptune and pluto all retrograde until october 2nd so this is september 10th until october 2nd seven planets retrograde and it's like it's too much it's going to be a time of like deep reflection deep isolation like we had a good ass summer to have a sad ass fall basically yeah (laughs) as soon as the weather starts getting cold everyone's in their feelings (laughs) everyone's in their feelings persephone's getting ready to go back to the underworld and we're all getting ready to just off ourselves and join her (laughs) like (laughs) it's sounds about right yeah we're all gonna be just extremely driven to just isolate and like lament and just to overthink in the dark (laughs) that's what that's giving because I remember it was a few months ago I don't have a specific date but when Mercury went retrograde the last time what sign was that was it Gemini I believe so yeah yeah when Mercury went retrograde in Gemini there were also like six planets retrograding when that first started and I just remember everyone was like oh it's Mercury retrograde and all this stuff is happening I was like it's not just Mercury it's because there are also like six planets and the North Node was retrograding so I was like that's why you feel like this like I know I was definitely like in hermit mode at that time. I was like only consistently talking to like one other person because I was like, I'm just, my mind is doing a lot right now. It's too much. And I remember, I think 2020, there were two times where almost every planet was retrograde. Like, I think it was only like one or two off. And it 2020 was a shit show. It was. So, if you didn't know about astrology that was why almost every fucking planet was retrograde at the same time yeah so so, that's just a whole time but a whole ton of second guessing reevaluating reflecting thinking back to all the horrors and all the skeletons we have in the closet Mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts like you're just stuff is popping up in your head that you're just like I thought I was over this (laughs) and you weren't because it's here it is and especially this one so this Mercury retrograde is going to be opposing Chiron and Jupiter so expanding every single vulnerability you ever thought or even forgot about like literally it's like inside out pulling out every single bad 
um, memory and just <laughs> having them on replay. Yeah. And then it's going to be school. Relationships, especially with failed relationships. Like, yes. Because this retrogrades in Libra, this Mercury retrogrades. So. And then Venus is in fall. So we're just thinking about every single upset, every single failure, every single mistake that we made in every single relationship. And And not only that, but it's like, it's also triggering those childhood wounds and how your past has affected your failed relationships and your core wounds. Like, that's just (laughs) so fun. (laughs) It's going to be a fun time in the fall. So if you're all about sad girls in the fall, like, it's gonna be lit mm-hmm. but it fall. will be <laughs> it will be trying mars though so all of this like wallowing and all of this sadness and all of this like overthinking is going to help us be more motivated to actually take action and make changes yes. that we need in our life especially after it goes direct mercury at least i don't know all the other ones go direct later on but Mercury retrograde is this time is going to be a time of getting through everything emotionally so that you can just get going once Mercury's out of this bullshit and just yeah. like go and shoot for the stars and nobody can touch you because you've already resolved basically half the healing and all the shit you've had to go through. Mm-hmm. And then we have this full moon in Pisces. Yes, I thought this full moon was so interesting. Uh, Pisces full moons are always interesting just to me because I know cancer traditionally rules the moon or in astrology, cancer rules the moon. But like in many old um, texts and like I think in a lot of other traditional astrology, it's also Pisces energy in the sense that like and if you think about the tarot moon card, it's everything that's confusing and doesn't make sense. It's hidden and mysterious and that's exactly what Pisces energy brings to the table especially on a full moon it's exposing everything that's been hidden from us especially within our own minds things that didn't make sense before are coming to light um and we're being forced to think about it um so I think definitely this could be a time where especially like health issues could be highlighted because this um it is happening on the virgo pisces axis this full moon and then we have the full moon happening at 18 degrees ruled by virgo so emotional health not just physical health is being highlighted um you could be getting triggered by health issues specifically if you've had any injuries or if you may be um, if you have illnesses that you have to deal with long term this could be a a stressful time for you in regard to that because it might be on the forefront of your mind Um, or you could be having some sort of flare-ups that's honestly how I feel and then then you have we already have Neptune in Pisces and it's in its domicile and it'll be making a conjunction to this Pisces full moon. So not only is it confusing, but it's like confusing times 10 <laughs> because it's overwhelming. You feel it deep in your soul. Um, the moon is kind of the soul. So with Neptune's involvement here, it's amplifying any emotion that you're feeling, any um, like, don't keep it in. It really probably could like 
eat you up. If you have something that's coming up that's really triggering you, please find someone that you feel close to who you know will understand you. Pisces energy is also always about being understanding and empathetic. If you can have someone that you can talk to, especially for you Pisces placements at this time, like especially natal Pisces moons, if you know you can talk to someone, please do it because the Neptune energy is muddling everything and you can easily get lost in your emotions. So, and then we also, the, the Virgo sun is being ruled by Libra, uh, Mercury and Libra. And I think the, yes, the Mercury is still retrograde. So again, just a lot of confusing energy, like um, a lot of the issues coming up could also just easily be related to wounds related with other people, um, especially like relationship issues or like issues with intimacy could be coming up at this time as well. Because Pisces is a very, um, it's all about merging with others um, on a deep spiritual loving, level and then we have that ruled by mercury and libra which is all about um the love that you have for others and those one-on-one -on -one relationships so a lot of that could be coming up around that time just relationship issues and like your relationship with intimacy and how you um get along with others and then yeah especially relationship issues because the juno asteroid in the sky is also conjunct the pisces moon so you're, those old feelings of maybe betrayal, failed relationships, again, they're coming up <laughs> and it's a lie. And we already have the Venus in Virgo. Um, I'm not sure if it's making an exact opposition, but it is in sign wise opposite to the full moon. So again, you're just like, you could be a little bit self-critical, like, why didn't I do this? I should have known better. When in reality, like, you just didn't know. So it's time to forgive yourself. Pisces is all about forgiveness. So please release those perfectionistic tendencies that you have to just be on yourself and just finally forgive yourself for not knowing better and then just do better moving forward. Um, because full moon in Pisces is all about closing cycles. That's the last sign in the zodiac. You're closing those old cycles and then the moon goes into Aries and you're starting anew. Um, so yeah, just be more forgiving of yourself, especially Pisces placements at this time when it comes to your relationships. Yeah. I love that. And then I love that you put like being ruled by Jupiter and Aries. If you got to talk shit, do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> especially like talk shit, talk shit, get it out. Do not let it go. If you need to rant and if you need to cuss, cuss. Yes. Like, get yeah. it all off your chest because Literally. otherwise it will not do anything for you. Otherwise, Uranus is gonna blow some shit up, and you're and you're just gonna be left astray. But mm -hmm. I I think re I believe recently we just had a full moon in Pisces too, and that was like yeah. for me personally it was such a refreshing time and such um like new energy coming forth, especially because it was ruled with Jupiter and Aquarius. So now this one being Jupiter and Aries, it's going to be a complete like 180. Yeah, and last Pisces moon was really powerful for me too. I made a lot of like spiritual decisions, like for my own spiritual health um, and moving forward, like I did release a lot of things. And I think this one will be even more powerful in that sense. So. Gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be a fun time. 
Mm -hmm. Emotional transformation. Okay. Then Mercury retrograde goes into Virgo. So that's going, I feel like that's when like it eases because Mercury in Virgo is exalted. So being in retrograde feels way better than Mercury in Libra in retrograde. Mm -hmm. So I feel like during this time is when we'll start kind of like thinking about those actions that we want to take when it goes direct. Right. And then followed by the new moon in Libra. Ooh. Yeah, so I guess I do see it as like a sort of emotional transformation when it comes to those old relationship wounds because there's still that lingering full moon Pisces energy and that full moon was happening conjunct the Juno asteroid in the sky. So again, just developing new mindsets and how you're going to approach your relationships going forward. So then going into October, we have Mercury stationing direct, Pluto stationing direct, Saturn stationing direct. So we're starting to defog our minds, start thinking more clearly, taking more you know, well thought out action that will actually go and lead to success, especially because stationing direct in Virgo, it's going to be going direct in a beautiful mansion. It's like it went retrograde and like a cute little nice complex, you know, Libra is very nice, all about balance and duality. And then in Virgo has this huge mansion. Mercury has this huge mansion, able to do whatever the fuck they want in and out when they please. It's literally giving, I can see clearly now. (laughs) Literally, that is a Mercury station direct. And then it enters Libra. (laughs) Then it enters Libra like about a a week or two after that. So we're going back into the balance and back into figuring shit out. And is Venus? No, Venus and Libra now. So extra emphasis on relationships, on our joy and figuring out how we want to just build attraction and receive attraction. I feel like Mercury and Venus and Libra is going to be a time of like hella relationships, hella side hoes, hella Mm -hmm. just like a bunch of connections being yeah, I definitely think like this is a time where people were they probably had been all sad and cynical about their love lives now they're ready to start fresh and turn over that new leaf everyone's probably getting out dating again getting ready for cuffing season because it is October uh, right everyone's looking for their little winter time boo <laughs> why did I just almost start talking <laughs> but the universe <laughs> said no <laughs> uh, they said not you <laughs> but um yeah I think everyone's just gonna be feeling good about their love lives again everyone's gonna be feeling good about their relationships um and wanting to restore those healthy bonds so I think um where things are balanced where everything is 50 50 um because they've been reevaluating their standards and what they want and now they're just ready to go forward with it especially um Yeah, especially with um, Saturn stationing direct like a week and a half later. Shit's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun time. On that. Um, yeah, so with Saturn on 
around like October 23rd, we have Saturn stationing direct in Aquarius. So that's going to be a good time because I think we, yes, we just had the end of a Saturn retrograde. I think it went direct, Saturn went direct in Aquarius for 2021 very recently. So I know this time, especially for me, like, you know, um, us Cancer Risings, ha like we had the Saturn retrograde in our eighth house. <laughs> yes oh my god and uh, and then for people with personal Aquarius placements like it's just really been a time of just like literally questioning your identity and your relationship with work and what you want long term and it's been bringing up karmic themes especially for those who may have Saturn retrograding in their water houses so if you've had Saturn retrograding in your 12th fourth house eighth house it's been huge karmic realizations of reevaluating just like everything you've been building for yourself and is this what you really want is this good for me is this worth it Saturn has been making us think about these things and it's been stressful because Saturn retrograde is not that fun <laughs> so with this stationing back direct I feel like uh, especially, you know, you're reevaluating everything that you, that was stable when it's in retrograde. So whether they're going direct, that stuff that fell apart, it was karmic. It just had to go because it just wasn't aligned with the highest good. Um, and then, so you're just building new foundations for yourself and committing to those instead. And then with, um, we also had Vesta, uh, Vesta asteroid station direct in Aquarius just about two weeks before Saturn stations direct. So again, um, we're committing to those new goals, to those new mindsets, um, because I think there's a conjunction between the, that asteroid and that Saturn planet. So again, we're committing to something better for ourselves. We're believing it's ours with um, Vesta stationing direct, or no, Vesta is at 24 degrees at this time. So that's Pisces, think Jupiter, think dreamy. We're dreaming of better, we're envisioning better, and we're committing to that. So it can be a time of huge optimism. It's like, okay, I've been overthinking this for months. Now it's time to actually move forward. It's time to believe that I can have better and genuinely believe it. Um, but it definitely can be easy to doubt. It can be easy to feel unrealistic with um, this Saturn Investa squaring the North Node, but it does give you the willpower to push through. Sat squares are not bad always. They just want you to actually work through it. Yes. Um, and it definitely gives you the strength, the internal strength to push through it. It's not going to be challenging, but you do have that within you. So yeah, it's not all bad. And then we have um, Saturn stationing direct, making a loose trine to the Libra moon, the transit Libra moon at that time where Saturn exalts. So again, you have your emotional self wanting to do better it's aligning with your emotions It's aligning with your intuition it's aligning with who you are at your core wanting like what you are wanting so again like that's really that'll be a huge motivator um Libra, you know Libra as a sign it's a hard worker that gets things done in a clever way and makes it look effortless and that's why Saturn exalts in that sign Libra makes it look easy you can make it look easy you can do that you so can too <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's really cool um, to have as an aspect and then also we have um, when Saturn stations direct in Aquarius it'll be making a trine to Mars and Gemini and Mars and Gemini uh, Mars had been in Gemini for a while now at this point so again you're just 
able to get a lot done. Gemini can multitask. Gemini is able to do many things at once. So, um, and you're able to think through it cleverly, like all this air sign energy, you're able to put all the pieces together because we have the Libra moon, the Saturn and Aquarius and the Mars and Gemini, like your mind is on go, like all these thoughts, all these ideas, they're coming to help you do better for yourself. And um, it can get a little bit impulsive, but you do have the long-term stamina to succeed and get things done. It's just a matter of having that focus, having the will to commit to those ideas and commit to the things that you want for yourself. So yeah, I just feel like this is a great time at this point in time when Saturn, when Saturn Station is direct to just start new pro, um, projects. If you have any passion projects, start new projects because your mind is coming up with brilliant ideas at this time, I feel like. You're coming up with great ideas and you have the urge to do them. So yeah, don't get caught up all the details. It's very motivational energy, I feel like. 100%. And there's going to actually be a grand trine with Mercury, oh, Mars, and Vesta. Um, not like exactly, but it is happening. So the energy of all of everything that you're thinking and all the things that you want to do, all being motivated by that inner desire and that inner flame that you have inside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be just a time of really... I feel like I say this a lot, but like, this is definitely going to be a moment where people are going to feel like they're finally getting their shit together, where they're yeah. finally having those like clear ideas and the clear actions of what they want to do and how they want to do it. And with Mars and Gemini, it's just going to help them basically get a hold of everything at once so that they can keep going. Mm-hmm. And then all of that right after all this I mean two days after we have the solar eclipse new moon and Scorpio (laughs) dark 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 (laughs) Uh, I'm excited I love Scorpio energy but that could just be my eighth house stellium talking but I fucking love the dark mysterious taboo like should we do it should we not should we dive in should we not like Mm -hmm. I'm all about that energy but this new moon and for those of us who thrive in intensity it shouldn't be a problem at all like it really shouldn't it should not and but it is going to be a solar eclipse so up to you if you want to do some magic and manifest i do just advise that you know exactly what you want be as specific as you can because eclipse manifestation is so powerful that sometimes it can get a little Mm-hmm. hard to control so yes it can definitely you can definitely get more than what you bargained for <laughs> yes so, mm-hmm, if you're careful. going to manifest be as specific like literally to the t- like the color tile on the floor that you want like if that's what you're manifesting if you're manifesting a house you better have every single detail of that house and that manifestation but yep with this new moon in scorpio it's going to be exactly conjunct venus So it's going to be adding this intense attraction to all the like deep mysterious parts of who we are and what we do in our relationships. And it's going to be ruled by Gemini Mars. And I added this little thing. So everything is ruled by Gemini Mars, which is ruled by Libra Mercury, which is then ruled by Scorpio Venus. So it's like a huge little full circle event happening with this new moon where our actions 
are aligning with our mindset and our ideas and our goals, which are then aligning with our hearts and our emotions and everything that we want to attract more into this life. So during this new moon, I wouldn't even worry about manifesting. I just worry about continuing the actions that you want to happen and to continue happening so that you can get even more clear idea of what you want in this world so that when you go to do some manifesting action afterwards you know exactly what you want and you're able to get it with no like basically no hard work it just kind of like flows to you Mm -hmm. Um, I think definitely action-based manifestation will be the strongest for sure and not just action but like being intentional with your words as well like words have so much power especially with mercury's involvement with the gemini mars and the libra mercury ruling that and then all of that stuff like your actions are just as powerful as your words at this point so definitely as you were saying kenny like just being intentional with everything and those actions speaking for themselves for sure it's it's gonna be fun time just like Mm -hmm. literally just do don't even say, don't even talk about it. Just do and everything should work out. And then around this time, Jupiter retrograde enters Pisces. So again, touching upon what we already talked about, just everything is going to be a little bit all over the place for us. Like all of our dreams are going to be very kind of foggy and very weird. And we're not really going to know exactly how to get to where we want to go. But I feel like as long as we are doing the work that we needed to do before the retrograde, it'll be kind of like a smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. For sure. I just think even though, like, even though the energy is strong at this time, it's a chill time. Like it's just, it's just more relaxed, like on all levels, Definitely. you know, that really intense, like eclipse energy, like you're, you're breezing. I feel like if anything, you're just having these strong desires to do. But other than that, like, you're in a good headspace like you know if things are okay like your personal life you're in a good headspace you're motivated you have the drive to do what you need to do and what you want to do so yeah just a great supportive energy love it mm-hmm. <laughs> we have Mar. well mercury enters scorpio and then the next day oh these are i didn't even realize they're back to back so we have Jupiter retrograde in Pisces on the 28th of October. Then we have Mercury enters Scorpio on the 29th. And then on the 30th, Mars enters retrograde until the end of the year. So from Halloween until the end of the year, it's basically going to be a shit show. <laughs> like all our actions and everything that we're trying to do are just going to be completely reversed or manipulated or, you know, um, completely just like, discombobulated but you know what though I do feel like even though Mars goes back retrograde I do feel like if you use that time while Mars was direct and after like that sweet spot right after Saturn went direct if you handled business and you did what you needed to do Mars retrograde won't be as severe because Saturn will still be direct and if you handled that karma if you handled that responsibility Mars will support that because at the end of the day, like when it comes between Mars and Saturn, like Saturn, Mars wants to be like Saturn, you know, Saturn has that stability, that drive. So if you handled the Saturn, then the Mars shouldn't, there could be lack of motivation, obviously, but you still have Saturn backing you up 
and Mars exalts in Saturn. So like I said, like if you just handled that business when Saturn, right when Saturn went direct, like Mars retrograde shouldn't affect you too much when it comes to executing. Yes, I love that. And then I also just noticed that Mars and Mercury are going to be in mutual reception during this retrograde. Nice. So this is going to be a time where our mindset and our actions, like they're all going to be pretty aligned. So it's all about making sure that the actions you do take are just like the right ones, like listening to your intuition, using your discernment, making sure that you're keeping in mind that this is retrograde energy. Don't do anything too big, but do keep going. Especially with still in cancer at this point too. Like you're in, use that intuition. Like your intuition will be a great weapon, like seriously. And then palace and cancer is probably trining that eclipse in Scorpio. Now that I think about it. So again, just being militant, being strategic, planning ahead, like Palace Athena is not going to go into anything without a plan. So again, if you handled that responsibility, if you took the time to map out the long term or even just concrete goals that you know can back you up going forward, like you really should be fine. It's just a sense of like, you can doubt yourself. Self-doubt is normal. Um, Jupiter did Rx into Pisces. So self-doubt can be a theme and it can, you know, mess with your motivation. But at the end of the day, the motivation is there. You just got to push yourself. Yes, 100%. And then November. So Mars enters retrograde and then entering November on the 8th, we have the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. And that's, uh, I hope I have so much weed that day. That's going to be a time of just like stoning out, just fucking relaxing with the snacks and movies. And like, I'm about to just block out that whole week of that full mood and be like, I'm about to chill. Chill and do nothing. Like, you've done so much planning up to this point. Your mind could have been chaos with all this Mercury energy and then getting over the retrogrades then we have jupiter and pisces like come on light up like <laughs> and then mars entered retrograde no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. like just we take a time break. to just come down from all the hubbub and all the seriousness and because yeah. fall is usually just a time i feel like where especially people who are students um like you're just up to a lot you're you're making plans and you're working constantly so again, just taking that time out for yourself to just do nothing for like maybe two days. If you can give yourself two days to just ease your mind and just relax, like that would be optimal with this energy. hundred percent. And especially you saying that like time to get more fun. We have Venus and Mercury entering Sagittarius the next week. Mm-hmm. So literally things are going to get more fun. Things are going to be more optimistic and more positive we're going to be wanting to be more social and more you know maybe talkative and it's just going to be a time of figuring out like what we want to do internally and like really like get the the goals in order but also like have fun playing hard playing just as hard as we work yes there's going to be yes emphasis on that like work and play should be equal equal Sagittarius energy needs to have fun it needs to 
be impulsive and just be down for anything like (laughs) so yeah definitely if something just random comes up and someone's like hey do you just randomly want to go do this go do it like go don't take everything too serious at this time with all this fresh Sagittarius energy coming in and then the lingering Taurus eclipse energy like just let loose just let loose just do what you gotta be in nature go outside touch some grass like (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be lit but then we have Vesta entering Pisces which is gonna be a great time for artists I feel like they're gonna be so devoted to their work and so into what they want to do and just be creating some crazy ass shit especially with Jupiter retrograde in Pisces like they're going to be creating art straight from their pain and straight from their memories and it's going to be so authentic and powerful I feel but, like the movies coming out of this time are going to be so good. All the movies, all the albums, everything. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so hyped for when Jupiter finally enters Pisces. Because yes. shit is going to be so lit. Like, I, I can't wait. But with Vesta and Pisces, um, thinking about all this Sagittarius energy as well. So, like, all this Jupiterian um, influence. And then Vesta being like our devotion and our desires. If you're really looking to escape during this time, don't use trust with Vesta and Pisces. I feel like Vesta and Pisces is a very sensitive time with like experimenting with drugs and alcohol and any other substance because Pisces ruling. (laughs) Yeah, Pisces ruling drugs and then Vesta being like, complete devotion and desire like that just kind of spells out addiction in a way not saying that you can really see that but starting a new substance with Vesta and Pisces I feel like will definitely kind of not end too well yeah stick to what you have and be disciplined with what you're taking in for sure because yeah especially with that Jupiter Rx and Pisces like your Jupiter expands everything it's easy to go overboard so just again having that discipline man if you if someone's telling you to stop maybe you should listen like <laughs> or maybe someone telling you to slow down maybe you should take yeah. heat okay <laughs> like, because with all the Sagittarius good luck <laughs> overdoses like and I'm sorry trigger warning like overdoses can be more likely at this time and just also just taking care of your health in general is going to be so important because Vesta in Pisces is kind of not too much Pisces energy tends to neglect physical health because of its opposition to Virgo so which is maintenance like self-maintenance so again like just making sure that you're taking care of your health which is being mindful of what you're consuming being mindful of what you're taking in also grounding yourself mentally because you could get a little bit more spiritual and your higher chakras, like your crown could be too active. And then you're just kind of getting delusional. You know what I mean? I Hate to a new word with Pisces, but it is what it is. <laughs> and so, your third eye to open, you start seeing wild ass shit that you're not ready for. And it's- right. So yeah, just a reminder to stay grounded. Um, especially with, again, the Sagittarius placements, which is more Jupiter energy ruled by that Jupiter Rx and Pisces, and that's Venus and Mercury. So again, those two planets being ruled by that Jupiter Rx and um, Pisces, just a reminder to stay grounded. 
don't abuse substances too much take care of your health please like that's definitely something i can see becoming an issue if you don't moderate and stuff but then later on just like a couple days later we have the new moon in sagittarius literally the day after the sun enters sagittarius i love that Right. Like we're really so starting off Sagittarius this energy is so abundant like the Jupiter energy is so abundant like this can really be a great like just time for just having fun like just cutting up and just doing whatever like letting chaos just do its thing it's great and you can just make so many profound discoveries at this time like on a deep philosophical level like you're just discovering things about yourself and discovering things about the world around you maybe your new environment, if you've changed environments, learning about your surroundings, the culture, you know, just making discoveries. It's just that energy is so potent at this time and it can be really interesting and stimulating. So that's really, really cool because um, Jupiterian energy is so strong. And then um, it's just a feeling of new beginnings, like just turning over a new leaf, like just, it's just awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> just feeling optimistic and then yeah um and then what else and then we have neptune's involvement also because neptune is still in pisces at this time when this new moon in sagittarius is happening so again like it could get a little bit you know overboard with the um it could easily muddle emotions because this is a new moon so again like you're just feeling elated like just just feeling euphoric maybe especially if you're like smoking or you know drinking like it, you're just gonna be feeling it on a whole new level like it's a great time to party during this time I feel like but also you know partying with moderation because again the Jupiter energy is like insane and it's um this new moon is squaring Vesta in Pisces so again moderate <laughs> but um yes like whatever could be like coming up for you emotionally is definitely meant to be felt completely jupiter is expanding everything so again like if you work through it you really can turn over a new leaf for yourself and come out of it with just feeling emotionally cleansed and then you know just tapping into your discernment and intuition that can be so beneficial during this time because again like things can be coming up for you with all this Jupiter energy, whatever it may be, it can be a lot, especially with Neptune's involvement on Jupiter and Pisces. So again, you know, and then um, the new moon is also making a loose trine to Pallas and Cancer. Um, if you guys remember Pallas went into Cancer just a few months before. So again, like the confusion, like I don't think this is necessarily a confusing time. It's more so just everything feeling euphoric, elated, dreamy. Like it's just feeling, it's just a refreshing time. And not only that, but with Pallas making the trine, Pallas and Cancer making the trine, the confusion won't be overwhelming. If anything, your discernment is strengthening at this time because you're able to sort through your emotions and strategize on how to improve things or strategizing like what to do going forward because new moons are all about new beginnings so again you're just having a lot of wisdom you're gaining a lot of wisdom in this time um if you tap into that energy of this new moon um you could be feeling pretty introspective as well so yeah i just think this new moon is going to be a great time i think it's going to be a great time it's definitely going to be a time of like 
implementing those new ideas, implementing the new lessons that we've been learning. There's like um, all the trines that the moon is making. He actually has one grand trine with Jupiter and Pallas. So moon, Jupiter, and Pallas just really connecting to mm. our hearts, what we want, how we our bodies are meant to be functioning while also strategizing and figuring out how we can expand and make this beautiful feeling of new optimism and bring it into our daily, daily lives. So mm-hmm, I'm sure. excited. And also it's one of the first new moons in Sagittarius that is outside of the nodal Gemini Sagittarius axis because the nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio during this time. So we're not going to be feeling so stressed about if we're doing the right things, if we're we're being too comfortable, if we're being a bit too like laissez-faire and just trying to ride with the waves. Like this new moon will finally feel like we're getting shit done while still being optimistic and positive about everything. Yes, like there's just a lot less heaviness. So that's greatly appreciated. Like (laughs) I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. And then Pallas enters retrograde in Cancer. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be like a lot of second guessing everything that we said in the new moon. So don't second guess what you said. It's just a retrograde. You're yeah. just reevaluating. Maybe may, maybe get more specific or maybe do switch things around, maybe prioritize differently. But with Pallas retrograde, I feel like it's all about just kind of trial and error with every single game plan that you think of right writing out all the strategies and then choosing which one is best yeah because cancer is already like overthinking energy so it piles here like whatever you're overthinking it probably isn't even a problem in reality and if it is it's not a big problem it could be exaggerated um into something that it's not because again cancer energy exalts jupiter Um, which is the new moon energy that's happening right now so again just making things bigger than what they are don't get swept up in the emotions you're fine (laughs) you're okay it's just the planets okay I'm about to like start making merch like that like it's not you it's mercury like or it's not you yes (laughs) the planet is just tweaking right now (laughs) it's a hot mess it's okay Mm -hmm. And then we have Neptune finally stationing direct in early December. So just once again, we're going to be dealing with this energy for a while, but we'll finally just be feeling more clear-headed, more aligned with our goals and our dreams. And we don't have to worry too much about Neptune trying to fucking rip the rug under us and like make a fool out of us. Because I feel like that's what Neptune retrograde really does is just like fuck with everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be good. We'll get more clarity than we've been having. Yes. And then we have Mercury entering Capricorn, which is where we are right now as we're recording this. So that's going to be fun. I I have natally Mercury and Capricorn, so I'm a little biased, but I just love Okay, so you're having your Mercury return. Nice. Yes, my Mercury and my Venus return are happening right now. And so this is an interesting time. With Pluto too, it's too much. But then we have the full moon in Gemini in December, 
which again is I think the first full moon that's not with the nodal axis so definitely be just releasing everything that we kept holding on to with the nodes being a part of it because I feel like that's over (laughs) it's over it's done I'm so excited but because I already see like the cancer or the Gemini Sagittarius just as an axis is so obsessed with destiny and like so just having the nodes out of there just feels better because I think the nodes are exalted in like the north node is exalted because I know in side real astrology the north node is really happy in Taurus and then the south node is really happy in Scorpio so with that transferring over to tropical Gemini and north node and then the tropical Sagittarius south node like we're not so obsessed with like, am I on the right path? Is this my destiny? Like, like Zuko, do you know? <laughs> like, I need my destiny and my honor. Like, yeah. I feel like that part is over because I know, I feel like I've been channeling my Zuko and I've been feeling like a nut. So I'm glad that's done. Like, <laughs> I feel the same way, especially because this is hitting, yeah, we're both cancer rising. So this is hitting our sixth and twelfth house axis. And it was mm-hmm. just... I'm not even a fan of that axis in my birth chart. So I'm just like, I don't <laughs> So I'm like, I'm glad that's over. Please. Over. Oh, I blacked that shit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then we have Venus going into Capricorn, Sirius enters Libra, and then Jupiter goes back into Aries normal it's already direct so once again tapping into that energy of jupiter and aries and everything we highlighted before and then sun enters capricorn and then chiron finally stations direct in aries and is the same day as the new moon and capricorn i love that that alignment that astrology doing its thing it's just right December is just such a good time because we already have Neptune stationing direct. So again, we're getting more realistic and then it goes straight into Capricorn season, which is all about being practical. So our heads are clear. And even though there may be like weight of responsibility, at least we are grounded. And at least we're thinking about um, providing for ourselves, providing stability and all those, you know, as me as an earth sign, all that is in like so important to me. So I'm thriving. And then we have um yeah and then with the Chiron stationing direct like it's just like a weight off of your chest just in a lot of ways like because for me like I see Chiron and Aries going direct it's like those old wounds that have just been kind of like pushing their way to the front of your mind they're finally like dissipating and they're finally relaxing and they're not stressing you out as much And then we have this new moon in Capricorn, which is motivating us to release that self-criticism because it's making that square. Um, So you're able to work through like just being so self-critical like of yourself with the Chiron retrograde, which doesn't, you know, is going direct now Um, because all those triggers related to self-image and body issues and maybe that could have been coming up like they're dissipating um and then the it's stationing direct at 11 degrees and that degree is ruled by Aquarius so I just feel like we're stepping into ourselves and just realizing like okay I don't have to be perfect and if I'm not perfect and people 
make me feel or society makes me feel like this isn't good enough who the heck cares like (laughs) you know what I mean like you're just getting a little bit more unapologetic and just stepping into yourself like I just love that um understanding that it's okay yeah and then the Aries Chiron is actually making a sextile to Mars and Gemini and the Chiron is ruled by Mars and Gemini so again it can be easy to um it won't be intense like an intense feeling when it does station direct but it can easily be just a time of letting go um and I'm not saying like you can miss the lesson but it just won't feel as dramatic but if you're aware of the energy and you're aware that things are shifting you can definitely use that to your advantage but again I don't think it's something that would be widely felt just because the aspects are pretty easy um like if there were a bunch of harsh aspects I feel like it would be felt more but again there will just be a slight energy shift um yeah so it's like you'll know better so you'll do better and then it's just no good to keep beating yourself down for what makes you different so just again just making sure you consciously take advantage of this energy and just release and just um yes and with the sextile with mars it's an opportunity to release very easily and let go of everything that was piling up during the retrograde season so Mm -hmm. If y'all want to keep a Chiron journal of everything that goes down there in this retrograde and then burn that shit when it goes direct, <laughs> that would be such an amazing Send it ritual. To hell. <laughs> it's going to be a, a, a good time of just healing, of facing your shadows and becoming comfortable with them while also actively evolving and actively doing the work that you you need to still keep doing in order to keep healing because unfortunately healing and grieving and all that good stuff is a lifelong process that never really ends until you're dead so for sure but I just love this Capricorn new moon it's just new beginning starting off on a positive note just releasing that self-criticism um And the new moon is making a square. So again, you're able to work through that, just releasing some of those Saturnian wounds related to self-image and then also setting realistic expectations as well for, you know, perceiving because Capricorn is a little bit as a sign concerned with how others perceive, you know, it's associated with the 10th house and reputation and image. So again, a lot of wounds related to image are being released and you're ready to start over. So again, I just love that energy gonna be a dope time and especially because i don't think no it's not gonna be like closely conjunct but there is going to be that stellium of capricorn when that new moon happens so Mm -hmm. we're just gonna really be kind of low-key obsessed with just getting our work done and like doing what we need to do in order to see that success come through and i think this is like a great time especially towards the end of the year to just reflect on everything that has happened throughout 2022 and really figure out what you want to bring into the new year and maybe start applying those things before the year even ends. That way it's a smooth transition into 2023 and it's, we're going to need a smooth transition because Mercury decides to go retrograde on the 29th. So right at the end of the year. So technically making it that we have four retrogrades this year. 
Um, so we usually only have three per year, but at some points in time, Mercury likes to make a little guest appearance earlier and make four retrogrades. So the last time this happened was in 2016, which was a very interesting year, I would say. At least for me, it was just a very eye-opening and very challenging year, but also like one of the best years. And then it's not going to happen again until 2029. So knowing astrology, when something happens multiple times throughout a span of time, all of these events are connected. So thinking back with this Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, think back to 2016, um when the last time we had four retrogrades in a year and like what was going on what's coming up again and I honestly feel like it'll be a lot of just trying to figure out what the next move is because with this whole pandemic and the the last couple years and I doubt we're going to really end it in 2022 so we're going into like the third fourth year what do we want our new structures to be what do we want our new mindset to be and how can we keep this going so that we're not it's not like a fucking explosion the next time a pandemic or something like this happens like we're easy it's easier to deal with if it happens again yeah for sure so yeah I just think this can be a very like productive time and like yeah just a little obsession with like being on track and self-discipline I feel like there can be a little bit of an obsession of like am I being self-disciplined enough but definitely like you definitely have the drive to do it for sure and then for also for people who are students like this is the end of the semester so it can get hectic definitely mentally with this retrograde like <laughs> yes um, literally thinking you failed all your finals yes literally sure. thinking I was like I'm gonna fail everything like <laughs> but you've got it like you're fine you know, just study Capricorn energy rewards consistency and hard work so just make time and you've got what it you gotta do mm-hmm. don't procrastinate Capricorn's energy and procrastination will not mix well at all that is the last half of 2022 the astrology i hope all of you listeners enjoyed and learned and are we're taking your notes and figuring out what to do for this next year because it's going to be a fun year at least compared to like 2020 and 2021 which were such shit shows and such a mess like astrologically this year isn't going to be the best year ever, but it's going to feel way lighter and way easier to deal with compared to the last two years. So I'm personally super excited to just have a break, at least a little bit, even if it's like uh, one little lift, just just help me out here. Mm-hmm. But, and I think definitely like this year is a time of like, it just feels more optimistic. And I think it's also because we have a lot of that in and out Jupiter in Pisces energies lingering throughout the year um and then yeah I don't know I just feel like emotionally it's lighter and more optimistic and then on top of that like there's a lot of motivation Mars is very strong like there's very strong Martian energy throughout the year that I kind of like was picking up on because I just remember just 
saying a lot about motivate and hard work and wanting and drive like that came to mind a lot so yeah it'll be a year of just doing things <laughs> literally a year to just do 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 that's all you got to do is just do mm-hmm. you're not doing anything <laughs> if you're feeling stagnant there is something wrong because yes. it's the year to do um but all right well yes I thank you so much Don, for thank coming you everyone on. for listening <laughs> Yes, thank you everyone and thank you for being here. This was so much fun. And I'm happy I brought other astrologers because trying to get through this shit just by myself, I I probably would have never finished. But I appreciate the help and the insight and shout out to Micah as well who gave that insight for Jupiter and Pisces or Aries. And yeah, I hope all of you enjoyed. Have a great morning, evening, night, whenever you're listening. Bye. Bye.